0: I do think that growing and taking care of a relationship is in the small things that you do every day, rather than the big one-off type of thing, oh, I took him on a holiday once a year or something, you know, yes, but what do you do the rest of the days in that year?
1: Welcome to the Bro Podcast. The podcast that models healthy communication for men, empowering them to start their journey of self-work. Now, here's your host, Thomas Pierce. Welcome to the show, everybody. This week, I have an awesome guest, Deanna, who created a a physical game and an app for couples to deepen their relationship and get to know each other, and not take their understanding of each other or themselves for granted and, and kind of take an active role in making sure they're still growing together, which is pretty incredible. Before we get to there, please fill out the form, the Google form about topics you'd like to hear about. Let me know who you want to hear speak. What kind of topics do you want to hear discussed? What are things that are interesting you? What are topics that would help you in your own self-development? That's what I'm here to provide to you. My guest today is Deanna Andries. She is a entrepreneur who started this card game, Better Topics with her husband designed to facilitate deeper and more authentic connection for couples in their relationship. I'm totally bought into trying it. And, and Deanna was generous enough to offer our listeners a first month free for her program. So go check out our website, punch in the code Thomas10 at checkout and you will get the first month free. Enjoy the show. And we're live. Good morning. Good afternoon. Diana, how you doing?
0: hi thomas i'm very well thank you um thank you for having me on your podcast today
1: of course my pleasure yeah it's been uh (laughs) technical challenges logistical challenges but we made it happen so thank you for that (laughs) awesome so you have a game that is designed to facilitate deeper connections for couples which i find to be an awesome concept so how did you yeah for sure how did you come to that? You know, are you have you always been a creative person, or how did you begin to think about okay, I'm going to create a business in a game specifically?
0: Um, well, I have been quite creative, you know, growing up and everything, but you know, life took over, and I've 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 got focused towards more realistic jobs, let's say. So I've actually graduated law, um, and then I actually went to the UK straight after university. And then I worked different jobs and I ended up working in management in NHS, which is the national health system, meaning I was working at one of the largest hospitals in the UK as a manager for many years. And, you know, I thought that once I get to a management level where the one I wanted, you know, in the first place, I'll be able to be more creative again. And implement, you know, things that I wanted and changes I wanted to do. And, you know, I I would have had more freedom. But the problem was that once I got there, (laughs) I realized that wasn't the case. So I realized that once you get to a high enough management level, it's the same as before, where you just have to literally pass down a lot of things that come from your higher managers, basically. And very little room for creativity or implementing anything new. So that's when I thought, um, you know, it's time for me to make a change. And it's interesting that all the changes that I've done in my life, they were literally 180 degrees from what I was doing before. Nice. And um, in the meantime, I've met my husband. And also he, he already owned a few businesses by that time. And he was already working from home which for me was quite interesting to see because I've never worked anywhere away from a desk, basically. You know, all of my jobs required me to be there at a certain desk in a certain building at a certain time. Whereas my husband didn't have that. He literally had his laptop that was his desk and he could move literally everywhere in the world. So you know, we started brainstorming what is it that I could do um, to achieve that level of, let's say, freedom Um, although I would say freedom in quotes, because especially in the beginning, when you start a business, you're anything but free, (laughs) you know, in a Mm -hmm. job you work eight hours, nine hours, how many hours you work. But when you own a job, when you own, sorry, a business, you tend to work 12 to 16 hours and not even complain about them anymore, you know, because it's your business. Mm -hmm. And also you don't really have who to complain to because, well, it is your business. (laughs) So you know, we did a lot of brainstorming and we do have we do love board games, both of us, me and my husband, and we have so many of them at home. Um, and we did get a lot of so-called card games for couples that we found out weren't even games. You know, they were just one-off questions printed on a piece of paper and that's it. And you couldn't really play it in any way because you would just ask the question and that's it. And you wouldn't even you wouldn't even be able to repeat them because many of the questions were one off. So we thought about it and was like, okay, let's let's try create our own. How would that even look? So we started by you know um, curating a lot of repeatable questions in the first place, and then um, adding all the game like elements to it. Coming up with the rules. So we really worked a lot on making the game truly a game in the first place, and repeatable. So basically, although it uses questions, um, we worked very hard on them to make them repeatable and to actually add game-like elements to them. You know, stuff like cancel the question if there is a question that you would not answer, you know, or even reverse the question if it's like a really good question and you would rather have your partner answer it. Or even ask more questions, as in more details um, to the answer Mm -hmm. that your partner gave you. And the fun part comes with the rewards that, you know, whoever wins the game, they get to choose their own reward as well. Um, And this is usually something that the couple can do together or for each other.
1: Nice. That's great. So a few things that jump out. One, I mean, so cool and congratulations for... Making a career change and
0: thank you. <laughs> that
1: shift is massive. I don't know, some people it seems like they can find that creativity in their workplace, but I mean, so many people that I've talked to on here just did a very similar thing and made a, a big career switch towards their own business and towards something they're passionate about. I would love to drill down on that a little bit if sure. we could before we get deeper into the game, just around like how did you have the confidence to do that? How did you, you know? Back yourself to to make that big of a of a change. Was it something that was kind of a you know what this is scary, but I'm gonna I'm gonna believe I have the the passion to take care of it, or is it something that you like really thought about and were like oh no, what if this goes wrong? What if it you know doesn't work out?
0: You know, when you work in corporate for many years, um, you tend to get used to a certain type of work, a certain type of um, system. But even so, if you're creative, and I'm not saying that, you know, uncreative people stay in, in corporate jobs for long, but it comes a point where, especially when you're financially stable in life, you know, by that time, I already owned my house, I had a really good income, I had money put aside. Um, I was confident to do the jump, But I do understand that many people don't have that security to do it, you know. Um, And because I had that uh, financial security, now bear in mind, I was married when I did take the decision. However, I've never wanted to rely on my husband, mainly because I always was independent before that. You know, I've always had my own money. I always had my own income. As I said, I owned my house before. But once I was, you know, financially secure and I reached all my main financial goals in life. I realized, okay, now I want something else. Now I want my soul to be fulfilled as well. You know, now I want to be happy mm. at work as well, you know? And this is a yeah. concept that, for example, people like my parents, they're foreign to it. You know, like when I used to complain like, yes, but I'm not happy. And they're like, a job is not supposed to make you happy. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and and that was like so baffling to me. And I'm like, and I looked at my dad, he worked in a corporate type of, you know, government job for, all my life really Mm -hmm. and he never complained that he's not happy at work because they never knew that you can be happy at work you know they never had this idea that oh my god you should be or could be happy at work you see so it was a lot of things that I thought of when I did the jump it wasn't just one of thing that I woke up one morning and I was like okay I'm gonna jump now um there were right, many right, things right. that added up and you know especially when you have this idea in your head the more time goes by the more like evidence you kind of gather to support your reasoning why you should actually jump and you know a lot of things happened in, during that time <clears throat> at my former workplace and i was like okay i really don't want to go through all the stresses and craziness that um they're putting me through now Is no point. There's not, it's not worth it anymore for me, you know, for that amount of money. Um, so I was like, I might as well do the jump, see what happens. And, you know, I always had like a sort of backup line in my head. If this bombs, which I hope it doesn't, and I still hope it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if it bombs, then I can still go back and find exactly the same type of job I left you know, because of my experience, because of my training that I had in the past and all of that, I said, even if I have to go back, you know, if, if worse comes to worse, I'll still start from that place onwards, you know, I won't go, let's say a few levels down and then start again, because you still have your experience, you still have everything, you know, and in most uh, corporate jobs, you do have regular training as well. So, you know, all of this is available in few years as well. So that's For how sure. I actually did the jump. Nice. Also, COVID started and the lockdown last year. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the moment when, I, you know, we said with my husband, this is the perfect time to start it because people literally need this most right now, you know, as it was last year and this year as well. Um, especially because so many couples were literally locked down with their partner, you know, and they didn't even know what to do with each other in the house anymore. Because during, you know, the years that they've been together, many of them didn't really spend that much time as a couple rather than, you know, focusing on everything else in their life. Now they just didn't know what to do with each other. Then they just started watching a lot of TV. And I was like, well, okay, but how much TV can you still watch? At the end of the day, you know, you still have to talk with your partner, You still have to, um, you know, hopefully grow your relationship and work on that. But many people didn't know even how. So, um, you know, we thought, okay, now is the best moment to take this out of the world and actually help couples navigate these literally crazy times instead of just, you know, letting their relationship fall apart and end up, you know, breaking up or in divorce.
1: Totally. And... One thing I've noticed in myself in relationships is that it takes a, a serious level of awareness and presence to you know try to be conscious in a relationship and really not just stagnate or accept that, okay, this is my partner, so we're we're together now and we're stuck together and that's it. You know, but like this whole idea about using a, a tool like this, a game and gamifying it in getting creative with actually, what are the things I don't know about my partner? What what am I assuming that I know, but I'm completely wrong about? And, you know, I can imagine that it was a pretty fun and and probably special process for you and your husband, right? To make the game, because you probably found out a lot about each other that you never had before.
0: Exactly. Not just that, but the game has different parts to it, but many of them focus on Basically keeping in touch with your partner, but like really keeping in touch, you know, not as in, hey, how was your day? And that's it type of level conversation, but deeper as well, you know, when did you need me most last week? That type of questions, you know? Nice. So you actually get to know your partner. And the interesting thing is that, you know, this game is really good for, let's say, newer couples, you know, that they don't even know what to ask each other in, a, in at the beginning of the relationship. But we have found that players who got the game, Um, and they were together for like maybe 30 years or so, even it improved even their relationship as well. You know, uh, for example, we had this couple who backed us on our Kickstarter because, you know, they know us, they like us and all of that. But they did say like, listen, guys, um, we've been married for 30 odd years. We don't really need the game. We kind of know everything about each other. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, once you get the game, still play it, please. And then give me some feedback on it because, You know, especially uh, when it's the first version of anything, you kind of rely on other people's feedback to tell you, you know, is it good? Is it not good? What should they, what should you improve on it? And the interesting thing was that the guy came back to us and he's like, listen, I thought that I know everything about my wife and that she knows, but these cards and this game actually rose some very interesting discussions. Although they were talking about certain things, they didn't talk about them the way we put them out. So the questions and the way we formulated the questions actually rose very interesting discussions for them. And, you know, they ended up finding out new things about each other, even after 30 odd years.
1: That's amazing. And perhaps it's a reflection of how we're conditioned to not really go deep. You know, our culture, I think is, is, it doesn't really encourage that particularly, you know, maybe with close friends and family, but this is me projecting, but you know, one of the reasons reasons I have a podcast is because I love this kind of conversation. I love, you know, deeper topics, things with more meaning, but often (laughs) if I just go out in the world and start talking to people and spring that on them, a lot of people are uncomfortable with it or, you know, they don't want to verbalize it or they don't have the the practice of verbalizing it. So
0: that's the thing. They don't have the practice. You mm -hmm. see, At the end of the day, what is it that we know about relationships and how do we get to know to have a relationship and be in a relationship at the end of the day? You know, if you think about it, how how do we get to that point? Because job-wise, if you think about it, you go to school, then you do some training, maybe you go to university, whatever, and you learn how to do specific jobs. And even after university, many times it's just a small part that you actually learn there, and most of it you learn it basically on the job with training and all of that. What about relationships? Most of it we learn on the job. Yes. And even when we get to have our first relationships, how do you even know how to take care of that relationship? So what happens is that many of us, we tend to look around us. And that's how we learn. You know, we look at our parents' relationships, our friends, family relationships. And that's how we kind of have an idea what our relationship should be like. What is it that we kind of would want in a relationship, but we don't know all the insides of it, you know, because we are not in that relationship, you see. Even if, for example, from outside, you look at someone's relationships and you think, I would never in the world accept certain things, but then you don't know what's in it. You don't know why they have accepted it. You don't know all the backstory, all the background. You don't know so many things, you see. So everything that we see in other relationships is quite surface level, And I would say in a way superficial because it's just tiny bits and pieces that we see. And then we tend to put that together and then we go into a relationship, you see. And then we are expecting the other partner to do so many things for us or be so many things for us. And then we don't even share exactly what we want or even, which is more tragic in many cases, we don't even know what we want, but then we enter the relationship and then we'll just try to figure it out later on. So you see all of these things about relationships, they we are not really taught as much. I mean, yes, in the recent years, there are like a lot of courses that people can do, a lot of books that people can read. But how many do they really, you know? How many people do really go to couple courses online? How many people do really go to couple therapy even, you know? Instead of just trying to sort things out by themselves because they know, but they don't, that's the thing. see they don't so what we wanted to (laughs) to do with this card is basically give them an exact tool that they can use straight away they don't need any training on it okay maybe just a bit on how to actually play the game (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like it's the minimal training and then you can start playing it and because it's a game you see games many times tend to ease the tension as well in conversation and many relationships you know would be saved literally if the if the people in them would just talk to each other but like really and honestly talk to each other you see without accusing one another without the blaming without judging without anything just discuss things and then the more you discuss the more you understand why your partner is doing certain things in certain situations and then your partner can understand you better as well and even just from this a lot of tiny seemingly tiny discussions and disagreements would dissipate and i said seemingly because all of these tend to build up over time and then that, that's what leads to um splitting up most likely you know because most couples that end up in divorce if you ask them it's very rarely that they can pinpoint one certain thing that led to that divorce many times it's a lot of tiny things that kind of built up over years But then, you know, if we give them a game like this, a specific tool that they can use straight away, they don't have to even think of what questions to ask, how to ask them, because we thought of those. And it's a game so they can still have fun. They still get to have rewards as well at the end. So there is something to look forward to, you know, by playing it more and more, other than just, um, you know, um, working on the relationship and having important conversations with your partner. And yeah, so the more they play, the more they learn about each other, the more they grow their relationship, and the more fun they have.
1: Totally. I really like the the honesty component of that because it takes courage to have that honesty in those those tough conversations in a relationship because there it could be a lot of motivations. You know, I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings or... I'm afraid how they're going to react to this, or exactly. I'm afraid to verbalize this feeling.
0: Exactly. So, you see, this is this fear and scare of being also judged, as I said, you know, and also that you might upset your partner, but also the fact that it might come across as blaming, although I'm not trying to blame my partner for something, I'm just trying to ask a question, but maybe how I ask it, you know? Because with questions, what I found is, it's quite important what you ask, obviously, but even more important, I would say how you ask it. You see, it's not the same if, let's say, play let's play a game, you know, and then you start conversation with your partner based on the questions in the game, or your partner comes to you and he says, oh, we need to talk. I mean, I know if my husband comes to me, even today with that type of we need to talk attitude, I'm like, okay, what did I do? I'm trying to find out reasons of, first of all, to think of what have I done over the last few days that might upset him because he seems upset, you know, if he starts with we need to talk. And then try to find reasons why I've done it, how I've done it, and just to find excuses for myself, which doesn't really lead to uh, productive productive conversation because I'm already in the state of defense you see I'm already trying to defend myself my guard is up and that's not going to be productive because it's less likely that I'm going to truly listen to his um, opinions and what he has to say and I'm more likely to just try to defend myself and then basically end up in an argument maybe even you know so that's what we want couples to avoid: the arguments and the we need to talk type of situations. And and also, you see, we see this more in men, but I would say women as well. In very close, um, you know, percentage. Not everyone is used to talking about their feelings. You know, again, depending in what type of family you grew up, <laughs> if your parents, you know, sat you down and let's talk about feelings and stuff, and you're comfortable mm-hmm. with that, that's amazing. But I haven't, you know, in my life, we've talked, you know, in our family about issues and problems, but we've never talked about the feelings per se, you see. So this, I think it's a really good tool to that people can use regularly, I would say every day, (laughs) if they don't have time, then at least once a week, and then they can start talking about those because you see, now I don't want to scare people and into thinking that, oh my God, this will be all like sort of very deep conversations. It's not all of them. Many of them are very lighthearted and very fun. But we did sprinkle some more difficult questions in him as well, here and there, you know. So you talk, for example, like two, three, like easier questions, and then comes a more difficult one. An easier question, a few difficult ones, you know. So we kind of, um, you know, try to keep it as light as possible, but still focused on discussing at least the, very important points that should be discussed in, a, in every relationship
1: totally that's awesome well i'm excited to play it and already now i'm i'm thinking of people who i could gift the game to and share it with because yeah there is something that makes it more approachable you know right because it's it's not you know hey it's me thomas i want to talk about these things with you it's, yeah it's hey you know this is a cool game i think that'd it be good for a relationship or
0: exactly you know exactly <laughs>
1: It also like, it's funny, I mean, it could be like a subtle way to like give it to someone in a relationship who needs a little
0: <laughs> without
1: explicitly saying, hey, I'm concerned about your relationship. <laughs>
0: exactly. I mean, honestly, without any joke, this was one of the many reasons why we started the game. We had these friends who, you know, individually, they are amazing people, but together they were miserable because they were not talking to each other, you know? And my friend would come to me and you know complain about those sorts of things, and I'm like, did you tell your partner all of these? Because I'm like, you know, I cannot really help. I'm outside of the relationship. I I cannot really do anything. I can just listen, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe tell you my opinion if you want to hear it. But all of these things, if you would tell your partner and then you would discuss it with him, you know, all of the things that are bothering you, mm-hmm. you might actually get somewhere. So you know, again, it was the same thing. They didn't even know how to ask and then they didn't want them to get frustrated or upset or all of this. So we're like, but again, it would help, you know? So yes, as you say, it makes a perfect gift for a couple. Even if you don't think, you know, that they would specifically need it. um, I think many couples could really use it even just to maybe check that, yes, we are still on the same page. Yes, we are still doing things right. Yes, the relationship is great, but let's improve it. You know, let's, let's make it even greater, even better. I mean, um, the game itself can be used in many ways. We have the physical card game. We have just launched the app as well, a couple of months ago, but there is one feedback that I got from someone. And honestly, even when I'm the most tired and the sickest person ever, (laughs) that feedback keeps me going because there was this guy from, from Japan. He got the game and he mm-hmm. wanted to play it with his wife to, you know, improve his relationship. And his wife didn't want to play it. You know, she wasn't interested. She didn't even get it, what the game was about. So she's like, no, I'm not going to play it with you. What he did was he, <laughs> brutal. He, he has, he memorized a couple of our questions. And then during dinner, you know, he started asking the questions and then that obviously rose some very interesting conversations in the relationship and then they started talking and all of that and he actually said that you know he was very pleased with the result with the first few questions so he was planning to you know memorize some more and then ask her some more you know at the next dinner which was great i nice. think
1: nice yeah that's awesome feedback i like the, the 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 angle of being able to check in if we're still growing together, because that's the whole overarching theory behind a relationship, right? Is that the person I am now is not going to be the same person in 10 years. Exactly. But if I plan to have the same partner, then the whole foundation is that this person is going to be able to grow with me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even, sorry, even with the couple, you know, that they have been together for 30 odd years, Mm -hmm. they thought they know everything about each other and maybe to a certain point they do, but you do change, you know, Your goals in life change over the years, your aspirations change, the things you want, the things that scare you, the things that you love, everything changes because, you know, things are happening and we all evolve. So it's really good to keep in touch with our partner about the very important things, you know, like the relationship itself. And what I found was that many couples do stay together for many years, but they are disconnected as a couple you know so they they um work together in in raising a family maybe sorting out issues you know taking care of the children each with their careers maybe you name it maybe paying a house together maybe buying a car together whatever it is you know maybe they are partners like this but they are disconnected as as a couple you know they they fail on focusing on each other especially and on their unit as a couple, you see, because what I find is that the most successful couples and the long term successful couples, the lessons that they've learned and, you know, they are, they are passing on is that whatever you've done in the beginning, try to do that throughout your relationship, you see. So in the beginning, we tend to talk a lot, especially when we get to know each other. You know, Mm -hmm. And we tend to communicate and keep in touch a lot and all of that. And then after a while, that kind of fades. And the problem is when people kind of leave that and they never pick that up again throughout their relationship. They just think, oh, we talked about those at the beginning of the relationship, which was like 20 years ago. That's fine. We don't really need to talk about those again. (laughs) So, you know, I'm like, yes, but you still have to talk with your partner. You still have to find out where are they... What's their headspace? When did they need you? You know, have you done anything for your partner lately? And, you know, all of those things. Because I do think that, you know, growing and taking care of a relationship is in the small things that you do every day rather than the big one-off type of thing. Oh, I took them on a holiday once a year or something. You know, yes, but what do you do the rest of the days in that year? You know, that's what counts mostly. That's what keeps a relationship alive and what makes it great really.
1: Totally. Cause it's hard to find someone who is willing to put in that consistent effort day in and day out, even when it's not convenient, even when it's not comfortable, even when they have bronchitis, right? It's showing up for somebody. And last week I had a a great guest on and he he's all about like owning one's own success. And what I one of the things I took from that was just showing up for oneself too because every morning we get up and no one can really drive us to try to improve our lives or try to have a, a healthier outlook or try to get better and yeah so I've, have you thought much about that dynamic of you know all of this is focused towards a successful relationship and supporting one's partner but it starts inside right
0: it does, as far as taking care of the, the um, you know
1: the individual
0: yes. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I always um, have this belief that if you don't love yourself and if you're not um, comfortable enough with yourself, nobody else around you will be and nobody else around you will love you. I mean, everything starts with self-love, even a great relationship and everything. Because first of all, if you don't love yourself, you will always rely on other people's love. And because it's not coming from within you, it will never be enough for you. You will always want more. You will always, and it it, it will, you know, end up in, um, in sort of a desperate need of someone else giving you the love that you feel you're missing. You see, so definitely everything starts with self-love and self-worth and all of that. Once you do love yourself and know how, once you do have, you know, I have worked on your self-worth and everything. First of all, you will not accept any, let's say rubbish in a relationship or from your partner, you will definitely have your limits. I believe this is important for people to work on even before being in a relationship, you know? So for example, um, when I met my husband, we got married within six months of meeting each other, we were already married. Um, and mainly because both of us, we knew exactly what we wanted, you know? I was in a place in my life where um, I was quite stable financially by my own. I was always fine. You know, I had my self-worth. I was loving myself and everything. And I was like, okay, now I am I feel I'm ready for a partner, you know, because I didn't want a partner to save me from anything. I didn't need that. I didn't need a uh, um, knight in shining armor, you know. I was the knight in uh, shining armor for myself.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is this... Um, I think on TikTok, I've seen it a while ago, um, when, you know, someone's mom said, oh, you should marry a rich man. And was like, mom, I am the rich man. So I was something like that, you know, oh, I yeah. didn't need a man, <laughs> but I wanted a partner, you know? Mm-hmm. So that puts you in a very different, um, let's say, negotiation place. Yes. Uh-huh. Because... When you get to that point, you know exactly what you want, first of all, and second of all, you will not accept so many other things that you see in bad relationships, let's say, around you. You, know? you can say, and, and this is you know, how the discussion actually went. So we, went with, we met uh, with my husband, we started going out, and I think it was quite quite early in the relationship when I said, listen, this is who I am, this is what I want, and I actually am interested you know, in a long-term relationship, Um, at that point in time, I was already living in the UK and he was living in Mexico, although we are from the same country. Um, and he was thinking of, you know, relocating to the UK. And I said, don't come to the UK unless you're, um, secure and you're, um, you know, um, you've decided that you want a serious relationship with me. Otherwise, no. I mean, you've seen me, you've seen how I think, you've seen how I talk, I was honest about everything I told you, you know, all my cards were like face up. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I want. If you want a serious relationship, welcome. You know, I'll be waiting for you at the airport. I'll be happy, obviously. If not, I understand. And, you know, life moves on because I told them at that point in time, I I don't have the energy or the years just to Mm -hmm. stick it out for six months and see what happens, you know? You do that when you're young and when when you're uh, in your early 20s, you know, when you have all the time in the world, seemingly. Uh, Right, right, right. But later on, you're like, yeah, I don't have time or energy to invest in this relationship and for it not to lead anywhere. You know, I I never mentioned marriage to him, but I did mention a serious long-term relationship. So I wasn't very keen on getting married necessarily, but to be, you know, in a committed relationship. So, you know, he loved what he heard and he came. He literally packed (laughs) and a couple of days later he moved (laughs) to the UK.
1: That's awesome.
0: And, you know, once you are in that position where you love yourself, you're um, okay to say these type of things, even with the risk of that person not being the right person for you. Because this discussion that I had with my husband, I had it before as well with many others and many of them just vanished the next day and they've ghosted me and you know all of those things and although it's not pleasant I did understand that yes if this scared them it just meant they were not the right person for me and I moved on and that's it so you see definitely Mm -hmm. yes if you know you work enough on your self-worth and your self-love you're stronger um, on standing on your own feet and whether the person next to you you know decides yes i like i'm gonna stay or they decide this is not for me you'll be okay you won't crumble you know again it might not be pleasant to be rejected but you won't crumble and it won't be the end of the world for you
1: totally that's an incredible story and you were a powerhouse Thank like you. <laughs> talk about a badass oh my god there's everything you've been saying this whole time and and how you know you said i am the knight in shining armor like yeah, go off. That's <laughs> that's so cool, and I think that what you're kind of alluding to too is this concept of in a relationship between a man and a woman, you know, both people oscillating between the masculine and the feminine. Right in that moment, you were in your masculine, and you said, "This is my plan. This is what I'm going to do." You know, you can be down with it or not, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, that's a very like decision making, uh, uh, assertive style. And look what it yielded for you guys. You know, you have this beautiful life together now.
0: Exactly. And exactly.
1: That's one thing that we, we try to we try to socialize on the Bro Nouveau podcast is that this dance back and forth of it's okay for you know men to let you know their women if they're with a woman take charge and vice versa. And it's it, it takes everyone being a leader, it takes everyone, you know, being in their feminine and masculine to create, exactly. you know, a loving life together.
0: I mean, I do believe that, you know, certain people are more prone to be more feminine or masculine, um, because that's how maybe they are, how they were raised or, you know, you name it, the reasons can Mm -hmm. be endless why, but that doesn't mean that's, that's all they are. I mean, throughout my life, I've been called blunt, you know, because I'm quite direct and I'm quite, you know, like, let's do this. Let's, let's, I'm very active as well. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not feminine, you know, at times that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy For example, the flowers, my husband gets me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have enough, um, opportunities to be the man in a relationship and the husband in the relationship as well. But yes, the the energy is fluctuating is just to be confident enough and to assess each situation you see. Um, and once you do that a few times, yes, maybe at the beginning, it might take a bit of conscious, um, analyzing certain situations to know exactly how to react in them or how to act basically instead of reacting. Um, but as time goes by, you know, you will intuitively know it exactly when is it to, um, be in your masculine energy or the feminine one, because even in, in a relationship, you know, um, the intensities change as well. So, you know, you kind of just adapt to them as they come.
1: Totally. Who are your role role models growing up? My mom. <laughs> yeah.
0: My mom, because she was, um, she still is very, a very, very powerful woman. She right. works in a very male dominated industry. And even to this day, Many people tend to um, subestimate her, you know, in the field,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I just love it, you know, when she has this amazing comeback where she literally just starts, shuts everyone down because she knows everything there is to know about her specific industry and job. So, yeah, um, she was my role That's model. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it, it's. Do you have uh, children?
0: Not yet. No working on
1: it yeah yeah well if if and when you know you become a mother and you start a family your kids are going to have an awesome awesome role model thank you (laughs) incredibly impressive so yeah you have an awesome attitude and uh thank you so much for sharing about your game we'll uh we'll pivot over to the three things game here in a second but where can the listeners find your your physical game and your app at
0: so the physical game can be found on our website, which is bettertopics.com or on Amazon, US, UK, Australia, and Canada. Um, the app can be found on Google Play Store and Apple Store as well. It also goes cross-platform. Cross so if one of the partners are on iOS, the other one on Android, it still works very fine. And for those of your listeners who want to download the app, if they use the code THOMAS10, they also will get the first month off.
1: Nice. There you go. Well, you just signed me up.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for that. Providing some value to the listeners. I appreciate that. Awesome. Okay. So the three things game, whoever's birthday is sooner goes first, and we each will have a different question.
0: Things you have learned about passion. Ooh, wow. Okay. Well, the first one, obviously, that it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, passion is good (laughs) Um, second is that it actually needs to be nurtured you know many people think that especially in relationships you either have the passion there or not Um, it can be also nurtured in a relationship if you want to Mm -hmm. but and also if you're not careful it can burn you so it can overtake I wouldn't say your entire life but it can over it can be overpowering if you're not careful with it.
1: Totally. Like maybe the people you saw in in the NHS who had this drive to reach the top, but relationships or self-love or something else kind of fell by the wayside.
0: Yes. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. You know, I mean, I, I still believe you can still have a great job, whether in corporate or not, and have a great relationship as well. Um, but there were many people who, you know, were extremely passionate about their work. And as you say, you no, know, in, in, uh, climbing the ladders of hierarchy without considering anything else in their path, basically stepping on, uh, dead bodies as they say.
1: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay. Here's my question. All right. What are three lessons my mother taught me? Well, it's cool. It's relevant. My mom just got remarried. So kind of thinking about her story, it's really, it's really cool. Similar to your mother, a total powerhouse as far as her, her work and, you know, personal life. So one would be that, you know, even after heartbreak and even after tragedy, the, you know, the, the future can still be bright and and love can be refound and happiness can be refound. So that's a great lesson. I, love that. Too, I would say just this, this, the importance of family, you know, so we, I, I'm from the U S and I grew up in Philadelphia and in and, and, and around Philadelphia and my mom is from Ohio. So about, you know, a 10 hour drive or so, but we would go back every summer to see her family every, you know, every summer she'd drive us out. And now I have these relationships as an adult with my cousins who otherwise I wouldn't, you know, be close with and my aunts and nieces and nephews and all that. So it's that's a great takeaway of just how important it is to sustain those. Yes. You know, a lot, a lot of people fall out with family and I don't know, I get it, especially now with, you know, how polarized our our culture is. And there's so many reasons to kind of throw a family away, unfortunately, but I, I just think that that's a serious mistake to ever do that. Definitely. Um, And number three would be, Just to laugh, yeah. My mom's awesome. She's always got, she can talk to anybody. I think that, you know, she is where I got the communication skill set from just because she can meet anybody and be friendly and and have a chat. So,
0: yeah. I love those. But definitely, I think family is a massive role. I mean, in my life as well. And before I've met my husband, I actually had a list of what my perfect partner. Should be like for me, you know, where I wrote about my main values and you know my non-negotiables and all of that. And family was between the very first few. And interestingly, that was on my husband's list as well, you know. So family oriented. That was very, very important for both of us.
1: Awesome, awesome. Diana is it Diana or Diana? Diana. Diana. Okay, I'm sorry. I said uh, That's I said the. the americanized diana that's fine
0: everyone calls me that it's it's completely fine
1: (laughs) okay well diana thank you so much for for coming on the brodebo podcast it's been a pleasure and i can't wait to to play the uh better topics game
0: that's great thank you so much for having me and again for those of your listeners who want to download it make sure to use the code thomas 10 as in thomas and the number 10 and they'll definitely get the first month off of any of our subscriptions
1: perfect cool. Thanks so much, Deanna. Have a great day or evening.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Bye.
1: (laughs) Bye.